Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu. Ramadan Mubarak to you and yours. This Ramadan, as we all gather to share a meal with our loved ones, we need to remember those in Gaza who are also gathering to share a meal with so many who aren't there that were just there a year ago. Since October the 7th, the Human Development Fund has assisted over 200,000 people in Gaza, providing them with essential aid such as food baskets, water, hot meals, winter items, shelter, hygiene kits, and baby formula. Your generous contributions are making a significant impact, especially in Rafah. Let's sustain this momentum and continue providing crucial support during this sacred and blessed month. Please visit hdfund.org slash alam. That's hdfund.org slash qalam, Q-A-L-A-M, to learn more about our global reach this Ramadan and choose where you'd like to direct your support during this blessed month. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this month a time of mercy, solace, acceptance, and triumph for the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And may Allah continue to use all of us as a means and never replace us. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. From the podcast team at Qalam. We wanted to wish you a very blessed Ramadan. This month, you can expect daily uploads that will include reflections, khatiras, and khutbas, all from our new campus, Alhamdulillah. If you benefit from this content, please give generously at supportqalam.com. 100% of your donations goes towards the means of providing accessible Islamic knowledge to people around the world. Jazakumullah khairan for listening. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah wa kafa. Wa salaman ala ibadih ladhina astafa. خصوصا على سيد الرسل وخاتم الأنبياء وعلى آله الأسكياء وأصحابه الأتقياء أما بعد Yesterday we discussed the verses of, verses of Surah Fussilat Verse number 30, 31, 32 إِنَّ الَّذِينَ اللَّهِ ثُمَّ اسْتَقَامُ That indeed those people who say that Allah is our Lord and then they are committed to that statement. They are not willing to waver, they're not going to flake. They are committed. They understand the challenge that is involved and they're willing to take it on. They aren't afraid by what lies in the path ahead of them. There is a riwayah from Abu Hurairah. He says that one day he asked Rasulullah Man as'adu nasi bi shafa'atika yawm al qiyamah. Who are those people that will be luckiest to benefit from your intercession on the Day of Judgment? To this Rasulullah responded, لَقَدْ ظَنَنْتُ يَا أَبَا هُرَيْرَةَ أَلَّا يَسْأَلَنِي أَحَدٌ أَوَّلُ مِنْكَ That, oh, I had a feeling that no one would ask me this question before you. You would be the first person to ask me this question. Why? لِمَا رَأَيْتُ مِنْ حِرْسِكَ عَلَى الْحَدِيثِ because you are very eager to learn. You are so interested in learning hadith that I had a feeling that it would be you who would ask me this question first. This is a beautiful narration that Imam Bukhari alayhi narrates. Now, the Prophet responds, nasi bi shafa'ati yawm al-qiyamati man qala la ilaha illallah khalisan min qibali nafsihi. The one that will be most fortunate 
of my intercession on the Day of Judgment is the one who will say the statement, La ilaha illallah, that there is no God but Allah. But not just saying the statement. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam adds something at the end, min qibali nafsihi, ay qalbihi. That the one who says this statement from the purest part of his heart, that they mean it. When they say la ilaha illallah, they're not doing it for other people. One of the problems that we face is that we overcome the first hurdle, which is a challenge to do a good deed. But we end up losing at round two with shaitan, and that is, he takes that deed away from us when it comes to sincerity. That in our mind, in our intentions, we end up diluting that good deed, this amazing opportunity that we had to gain closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The famous Jurjani rahimahullah ta'ala in his Ta'rifat, which is his famous book on definitions. While defining ikhlas, he says, sincerity is to not seek for anyone to witness your deed other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That when you're starting a deed, when you're doing something, whether it's donation, whether it's salah, whether it's maybe removing something from the road while you're driving, you see some debris there that can harm someone, and you see that the road is clear, and you can easily remove it, and it's not going to bring any harm. In that moment, what you're doing, you're doing it purely and solely for the sake of Allah. When a person adds sincerity to their action, what you're actually doing is adding weight to quantity. So when you do a good deed, there is quantity offered, right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says for every good deed, there are 10 rewards. Therefore, this is now a matter of kamiyah, quantity. That for every one, there is 10. For every one, there is 10. But on the day of judgment, Allah subhanahu in Ramadan, that's multiplied many more folds. But on the day of judgment, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not do our hisab by counting our deeds. He will do our hisab by weighing our deeds. And you don't do wazan of something that is sold based off of kamiya. If I'm selling three dates, I don't weigh them, I'm telling you that I'm selling three dates. But if I'm selling you a bag of dates based off of wazan, and I say that this is a wazani matter, therefore one pound, no matter how many dates are in there, then it's a wazani trade. Meaning now it's based off of weight. So which one is it? In the Quran we're being told that it's based off adad, that it's numbers that we are being rewarded for every one deed. There are 10 and then 70 and 700. Allah multiplies as much as He wills. But on the other hand, we are being told that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will weigh our deeds. That there are those whose good deeds will outweigh their bad ones and then the reverse. Our shaykh asked us this question when we were students in madrasa. That why is it that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will weigh our deeds on the Day of Judgment? When he promises to reward us based off of numbers. Does this issue make sense to you? So then at the end of it, after we offered some possibilities, he answered by saying, the reason is because the ikhlas factor. It's because ikhlas, sincerity, adds weight to a deed. And it adds so much weight to a deed that a person can end up doing one thing in their life purely for the sake of Allah, and it'll add so much weight that you can have 99 volumes of sin on one side, and one la ilaha illallah fi kiffatin, one la ilaha illallah on one side, la wazanatuh. And it will outweigh all 99 volumes. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tells us the hadith of Bukhari, of the lady who committed adultery, but went to Jannah because she gave water to a... Because she gave water to a dog. This is such a minute thing. 
People take care of dogs all the time. What made it unique? Because in that moment, what she did, she did it solely for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A sahabi invites someone else over to his house for dinner. There isn't enough food. So he tells his wife, when we sit to eat, kill the candle. And then when they sit to eat, she kills the candle. It's dark. He's acting like he's eating while only that person is eating. Because he wants there to be enough food for the guest. The kids were crying. He put them to sleep. He has to fake like he's eating because he knows his guest won't eat if he sees the host isn't eating. So he kills the candle. A moment of sincerity. The next day he comes to the gathering Rasulullah wasallam smiling at him. And he says to him, do you not think that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is aware of what you did? Allah loved it so much. And many mufassirun say it was a result of that one action of his that Allah revealed an ayah in the Qur'an, وَيُؤْثِرُونَ عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ وَلَوْ كَانَ بِهِمْ خَصَاصَةً that they give preference to others over themselves. This man's story was documented in the Qur'an because of his sincerity. One statement of Yunus alayhi salam, لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إني كنت من الظالمين, that he said at the bottom of an ocean was preserved eternally because that one statement had sincerity. This is what ikhlas does. That when you do deeds, you have to stop or fight the urge to broadcast it to the world, to show the world what you're doing. This is the first building block to tazkiyah, to spiritual growth. Someone once asked, Mana Zakari rahmatullahi Shaykh al-Hadith Kandahlavi, he asked him a question. He was passing by, he stopped, took the train, stopped, came to the village, and he asked the Shaykh, Shaykh, I have a question. Uh, I'm going somewhere, so I'll ask you the question now. I'll jump on the train, go to my trip, and I'll come back in a few days. And if you have the answer prepared, I would very much appreciate it. Shaykh al-Hadith was a great scholar, senior person. Alhamdulillah, he was my teacher's teacher. So someone who I have a close ta'alluq and relationship with, someone who I'm very inspired by, even though I didn't get a chance to meet him. So he said to this person, what's your question? So he asked him, what does the word tasawwuf mean? This word tasawwuf is a sticky word because throughout history it's meant many things. Right? It represents a lot of things, depending on who you look at it from and which angle you look at it at. So he asked the shaykh this question. And it was this reason that Shaykh Abdul Hassan Ali al-Nadwi rahimahullah ta'ala used to say that people miss out on the objectives of this science because of the dark sort of connotations that have unfortunately been applied to this term. So he used to teach the very same subject in science, but instead of the word tasawwuf, he would just say ihsan. He would say people are more familiar with this term because it's actually a term found in the Qur'an and also in the Hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This was Shaykh Abul Hassan Ali al-Nadwi rahimahullah ta'ala's great wisdom. So Shaykh Zakaria said to this person, that if you'd like, you can take your answer when you return, like you originally said, or if you wish, I can give you the answer now, whatever you prefer. So he said, Shaykh, if you can give me the answer now, go ahead. So he said, that for everything there is a beginning and end, and things in the middle become means to take you to the end. So the beginning of this, this effort is إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ بِالنِّيَّاتِ That's the beginning of it. But you start asking yourself, why am I doing what I'm doing? We have become like robots that we go through our day just doing things with our hands and saying things with our mouth and just moving around mindlessly, heartlessly. إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ بِالنِّيَّاتِ tells us that actions are based off of intentions. So stop doing and start asking, why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I sitting here right now? Why did I come to the masjid? Was it just habit again? Because most of us are used to doing deeds purely based off of habit, of routine. 
Sheikh Tanvi rahimahullah ta'ala pointed this off. He said, most deeds start off as a riya, then they become ada, and then they become ibadah. It's an observation he made. He said, what I've noticed in people, that most people, their deeds start off as a show-off. They're doing it to front a little. They may or may not realize it, but there's a little bit of showing off involved at the beginning. They keep doing it, keep doing it, and then it becomes habit. Now some people are wise, strong, and courageous enough to take on the task of turning that ada into ibadah. They turn it into worship. And turning it into worship involves you stopping and asking yourself, that is this for the sake of Allah or not? Dr. Abdul Hay al-Arifi, who was a teacher of Mufti Taqi Uthmani, he wrote a book on the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. For a scholar of his caliber, it seems to be a, a, a bit easy slash medium task, you know, once you have knowledge of hadith and Quran, gathering the sunnahs of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam is something that many ulama have done before. Someone asked him why it took him so long to publish that book, close to a decade. That this was maybe a few months project, a year project, why did it take you 10 years almost? So he responded by saying that I wrote the book quick. The problem was that I wasn't really, I wasn't ready to share the book until I had acted upon it. And what I found in my journey of acting upon these deeds, that a lot of things that I was doing in my life, I was just doing them. So it took me 10 years almost to come to this point that everything I did, I stopped and I started asking myself, why? It took me years just asking myself why, just washing my face in the morning, why am I getting ready for work? Why am I doing things? Just bringing that why into the question. So the beginning of this journey, Shaykh Zakari rahimahullah ta'ala said, is in the mal'amalu bin niyat. And the end of the journey is, an ta'budallaha ka'annaka tarah, fa'illam takun tarahu fa'innahu yaraq. The end of that journey is to accomplish something we call darajatul ihsan, a level of excellence. That you worship Allah as you see Him. So you're starting off by asking, why am I doing this? Why am I raising my kids? Why am I obedient to my parents? Why am I going to school every day? You start asking why. And the end of the journey is, when your answer to all of those whys is only one thing, and that is, for the sake of Allah. That's why I'm doing it. The thing with sincerity, is that it's a gradual thing. It's not something you can just switch on and switch off. It's something that occurs over time. First you have to have it as a goal. The Qur'an constantly tells us to be sincere. Many verses in the Qur'an, many of them, telling us to be sincere. So you have to start looking for it, that you want your deeds to be for the sake of Allah. But true sincerity comes with life experience. It comes by learning that no matter how much you try to please people, it's not worth it. It comes with understanding that people flake, they turn away. There's someone else they're praising tomorrow, today they'll praise you. Today you're the person that everyone's talking about because they're standing in the front stuff, tomorrow it'll be someone else. People have no loyalty to one another. Human beings really don't care. They will give you their five seconds and then throw you in the back of the line. And that's the end of you. And this is a lesson the internet has taught us with human beings that have unfortunately gone viral. They get their five seconds. Everyone gets their five seconds, and then they're gone, forgotten. Nasiyam mansiya. But with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's not like that. With Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when a person does one deed with sincerity, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then rewards them. And He rewards them greatly. Not only in this world, but He will also reward them in the hereafter. Sincerity requires 
for you to learn about what you're doing, that if you're doing it for the sake of Allah, you need to do it how Allah and His Prophet asked us to do this. Not just going off your whims that I think it should be done this way, so I'm going to do it this way. That one person's doing adhan with one hand in their ears, another person's doing adhan with no hand in their ear, and there's a third person that says, the Sahaba Radhwanullahi Majma'in used to put their fingers in their ears and give the adhan, so this is the method that I'm going to do it by, because this is how the Sahaba did it. Small example. Do you guys understand? That a person wants to do a deed, but they say, how did the Sahaba Radhwanullahi Majma'in do it? How was this act pro- approved by Rasulullah Fudayl bin Ayyad, while commenting on the verse, of Surah Mulk. الَّذِي خَلَقَ الْمَوْتَ وَالْحَيَاةَ Allah is the one who created life and death. لِيَبْلُوَكُمْ So He may test you. أَيُّكُمْ أَحْسَنُ وَعَمَلًا Which one of you is best in deeds? So while commenting on this verse, He said, قَالُوا يَا عَبَى عَلِي مَا أَخْلَصُهُ So He said, He said in first, um, هُوَ أَخْلَصُهُ وَأَصْوَبُهُ That the best of deeds, because the question is, أَحْسَنُ وَعَمَلًا What is the best of deeds? So He provided two conditions to this. Akhlasuhu means it's sincere. The most sincere deed is beloved, beloved to Allah. Aswabuhu means the most correct deed is beloved to Allah. So his students said, Ya Aba Ali, ma'akhlasuhu wa aswabuhu. What does this mean? The most sincere and the most correct. He responded, Fakala inna la'amala, ida kana khalisan wa lam yakun sawaban lam yukbal. That when a person does a deed and it's sincere, but it's not in accordance to Islam, not in accordance to Sharia, lam yukbal it will not be accepted. And the flip side is also true. وَإِذَا كَانَ صَوَابًا وَلَمْ يَكُنْ خَالِصًا لَمْ يُقْبَلْ And even if it's completely in line with Islamic law, you're doing it perfectly, the way the Prophet ﷺ taught us. But the problem is what? It's not sincere. He says again, لَمْ يُقْبَلْ It won't be accepted. الْخَالِصُ أَنْ يَكُونَ لِلَّهِ وَالصَّوَابُ أَنْ يَكُونَ عَلَى السُنَّةِ Sincere is for you to do it only for the sake of Allah. And to make it most correct is to align it with the practice and teachings of Sayyidina Muhammad Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Istiqama is a part of your sincerity. People ask this question, how do I know if I'm sincere? The truth is your consistency speaks volumes. People can do a good deed for a few days, a few weeks, a few months. But then there are those in these congregations that we see that have been here for years. This is a testimony of their ikhlas. That they are committed. They don't waver. They don't give up. They keep going at it. Keep going at it. People say that I struggle with ikhlas. If you struggle with ikhlas, I'll give you two things. The first thing is, start with this first exercise. That throughout your day, ask yourself, why am I doing what I'm doing? Engage your heart a little bit. Ikhlas is a matter of the heart. And if people struggle with sincerity, it's clear that they struggle with engaging their heart. Because once your heart begins to speak and you understand how to communicate with it, then it's easy to find sincerity. Number two, in the interim, in the meantime, while you're figuring that part out, at least verbally at the beginning and every deed of yours, just say, oh Allah, this is for you. That's what you can do in the interim. That when you're, before you start your salah, Ya Allah, I'm about to pray. Or any, any statement that you prefer. Ya Allah, this action is for you. And after you're done, Astaghfirullah, Ya Allah, pardon me if I messed up with my intention. But this, this action was also for you. It is a journey. It's a gradual thing. But you can never turn away from it. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses you with one moment of sincerity in your life where it's just you and Him, you are lucky. 
and then replicate it and do it again and again and again. And what this will do is turn your mundane acts that we do that are just chore in our life, chores. Kids praying salah, doing wudu, they don't know why they're doing it. They're just doing it's chores. What you do is you transition from it being a burden to now becoming a desire. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow our hearts to meet our actions. And then allow these actions to be elevated and accepted in His presence. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.